This is Trevor's Happy Hour. This is Warren Brewster. Hey, is this Warren. Trevor? This is Trevor. All right. Well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not bagging on you anymore. But I'm sorry that women call in and they're like call in and they're like strippers and stuff. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't want to do that to you because you're a professional, right? That's right. <laughs> you never did that stuff, and neither did Bruce. No. No. You know what? Hey, dude. It's like, but Warren. I, I thought about you in the mid. I go. Wait a minute. You must have been in the bullpen, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Well, and and I watched I watched the uh, his you know his like Hall of Fame induction speech and everything. Right. He didn't seem like he's menacing as it, it made him out to be. Well, he just he had nasty stuff. I mean, nobody he originated the split finger fastball. Right. And, and the and split between us. Let me inter- let me inter- let me inter- like let me introduce you first. This is Warren Brewster, who like he's a, right. he's a reliever for the Cubs and uh, Chicago Cubs and the Phillies, and he was in the bullpen with Bruce Suter, who just passed away today at sixty nine years old. But the guy had well, he just said it. He had a nasty fastball. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, it, was, it was like his middle finger wasn't there. It was like his ring finger and index finger. His Fingers are so big and such a big split, he could put the ball way deep in his hand and let it pop out. And he made the ball do just unbelievable things. I used to run in the outfield when he pitched just to watch the ball, just to watch the action on the ball. During spring training, we we always get a run in him. And I'd wait till he went out to the mound to do my running just to watch him throw. So you you were pretty much mesmerized by him, huh? Like watching him just like oh yeah in the yeah. bullpen. Yeah, he was he was a very unique individual. Yes, yes, that you know do, really. Do, uh, do you think revolutionized okay, the game? He did well. He did in a way in the National League, but I mean now the Gossage and the Suter like comparison. I mean, who would you put, right? Who would you put there? Well, I think I, uh, yeah, I should you know, say that. Suter, Suter was more consistent because that split thing he had that every every time he went out there. Mm-hmm. Gossage would make would make some mistakes, but when he was in his prime, when when Gossage before he went to the Yankees, I didn't see him much after he went to the Yankees. But when he was with the Pirates, oh boy, he'd, he'd come into the game and oh, just that's put right. the bats up and put them away because yeah. the game game was over. Yeah, he was with the Gossage was with the Pirates, but but Suter right. Suter was like nobody even knows the name. He, like you know, it's like he was like this mild mannered guy that nobody even knew who he was. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. He didn't have a nickname like Goose. No, no, he did. No. Well, they they used to his his uh, uh, his uh, walk in song was plop plop tiz tiz. Oh, what a relief it is. <laughs> <laughs> the old Alka-Seltzer commercial, that's that's what they played when he came into the and game. You know what's so sad about his career? It's like that they relate him to the Sandberg game. It's like, yeah, that's, right. that's the Sandberg right. game guy. You know, I mean, isn't that horrible that you get remembered for that? Right, 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 because mm-hmm. that was such a uh, no one hit it. I mean, they, that just didn't happen in his career. That was one of the very rare times where he didn't. Where he failed in a in a save situation. I mean, I'd I'd love to know what the percentage of saves he had. It had to be in the ninety percentile, I'm sure, somewhere in the nineties. 
Yeah, it, like I, Mark Littell was on my show, and I talked to Mark, and he goes, hey, I go, you're the shambles dude. And he goes, that's me. And then like, he, like, owned it, right? <laughs> and I go, you're the shambles right. guy, right? And then and then he says, right. he goes, hey, I had a bad day or a bad pitch. He's like, but you know what? He looked at it as a right. business. It was a business deal. It's like, it, but Warren, did you ever take this stuff to heart that it was like, it's just it's it's my job and I, I fucked up right <laughs> right right yeah I mean yeah you know I mean that was like if if you got booed off the field it was like I would have booed myself too you know there was it was just you had a bad day you had a bad day and that was the one thing about the, the most enjoyable part of, of relieving was if I had a bad day today I got to come back tomorrow and be ready to pitch again and so you don't have four or five days like a starting pitcher to uh, sit there and think about it right you know so it really helped me uh being in that situation in the bullpen to have a bad day and then be able to come back the next day and, and possibly get in the game within the next two or three days i'm going to be back in a game where you have to just wipe your all that stuff that happened in the past with off and you know yeah, and, and it, it, what i tell people when i came into a game the most important thing was to throw strike one and then once i threw strike one is to get that first out once i did that then you then you just it's like the whole world, you just relax. You know, it's just, you, now you're, you're, you've got your confidence going and everything's good. Are you still like running, like you're a pitching coach or what do you do? You're like a, a manager for like little leaguers or something? Oh, no, I, I coach. I, right now I'm coaching at a junior college mm-hmm. at, in Napa, in, at Napa Valley College. Yeah. I've been doing that on and off for 30 years. Do you find that like players like in your generation – you know, they had to work a second job just to survive. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, do you, do you right. like, does that yeah. really bother? Does that bother you? Like, it's like, you know what? These people are like spoiled brats or whatever. Well, no, I mean, I mean, by the time I got to the big leagues, I, um, my first year, my rookie year, I didn't make enough money. I had to get a job in the wintertime, but I wanted to keep playing. Uh, so I went down and played winter ball. And then after that, I signed a three year contract. So I was, I was, uh, I had guaranteed money, so I was okay. After that, I didn't have to worry about uh, having getting a job in the wintertime. After Explain that. that to me, guaranteed money. Well, I I signed a three year contract that was guaranteed. I was going to get paid for those for all but, those but, three so they, years. So they can't make they can't happened. make you play. They can't make you play winter ball if you don't want to. Oh uh, no, I wanted to play winter ball. I asked. I had to ask them to let me play winter ball. Right. Yeah, because yeah, because it was that, or I would have had to go get a job in the wintertime. Because, I'd rather be playing baseball well, than doing anything else. <laughs> I had another guy who says that uh, Gene Mock ruined my arm in winter ball. Oh, really? Yeah. See, that's where you know I went down there, and uh, the Phillies ran the the team, mm-hmm. so they, you know, they kept an eye on me. I, the manager was Louis Aparicio, but uh, Ruben Amaro senior was the general manager and we had coaching the coaching staff the pitching coach was uh the triple a billy connors who later became uh, very instrumental in the yankee organization joe george steinberg loved billy billy was a great great pitching coach yeah in fact he was the last one that put the last finishing touches on my delivery he got me to separate my hands off my knee as opposed to my hip and uh, all of a sudden i started throwing strikes and the rest was was history did, did okay so okay I want to get back to Bruce Suter right so Bruce Suter 
I mean, did he ever have any like struggles in his career? I mean, he, oh, you sure. played, yeah. he did. Yeah. What were Yeah, they? well that's what that's where, that's where the split finger came from because he uh hurt his arm uh his second year in pro ball mm-hmm. and lost his velocity on his fastball and um I believe it was Mike Rourke showed him a split finger or, or how to split his or looked at his hands and and started to mess around with his split finger fastball and all of a sudden he started throwing that and got comfortable with it and just took off. And he was just, he was uh, so a totally different animal than anybody else that, so, that was uh, in a way he was like, Exactly. So in a way he was like the Sandy Koufax, you know, you know like, like they figured out where his fingers are like so long and everything. And they figured out his like rotation right. and everything. Like Koufax couldn't like hit, you know, hit a barn, right? That That's, right. that's crazy. And so. Right. But. Okay, so so that's like the pitching coach. If you have the right guy, you know. If you don't, you don't. You know, and they don't they don't pick up on right, him. right, right. Exactly, and he happened to have the right guy that knew what he was talking about and knew how to instruct him. And he went, oh gee, he was. Uh, it took him. He had to come through the minor leagues, and I believe he got to the big leagues in '76 in May of '76, something like that. Yeah. Uh, he signed in 71, so it took him four or five years to get there. Well, what makes me sad but about it... But once he it, got there... Yeah, I, I get it. But what what it makes me sad that people really don't know who his name was, and uh, and he's in the Hall of Fame. And he when he was up there, he was really humble, you know, about his wife and his family and Georgia and everything. And right. he doesn't seem like... He's not one of those, like... Uh, he's not flaunting his, like... Not an arrogant guy, or you know what I mean. It's he's not an arrogant, right, arrogant right. person. Is he like that right. in, the, in the bullpen? What, what did it like? Yeah. Did it freak him out? Like when he goes, he becomes like famous. No, I don't think so. No, I, he handled it with class. He was a very class individual. You know, he was he was very humble because he knew what, how, what kind of work it took for him to get where he got and yeah. and to learn his trade and do something that is totally unique that no one else in baseball was doing at that time. And now uh, Roger Craig revolutionized the split finger and, and taught all the Giants pitchers. And then it just it went into baseball. Now everybody, I mean, the majority of the pitchers throw a split finger. Yeah. What do you think about uh, Otani? Oh, he's, he's an absolute marvel. I mean, to be able to hit like that, and pitch like that, you know, I mean, I could see him hitting and being a good hitter, you know, and throwing 90 miles an hour, but he throws a hundred miles an hour and hits bombs. I mean, there's just, there's no one, I mean, as good a pitcher as Babe Ruth was, I don't know what kind of velocity he had, but I know he didn't throw a hundred miles an hour like Otani does. I mean, he's just, he's a phenomenal talent. I've got Mike, 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 are you there? Mike, the engineer? Anyways, Mike the engineer works for uh, uh, Mike works for the Angels. He works for the Angels. And, oh really? Yeah. Yeah, but hey. is 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 Otani like uh, one a one hit wonder? Well, I wouldn't say he's a one hit wonder. I mean, he's he's he does something that no one else can do. You know, I but you know, there's all sorts of. Uh, uh, I can't remember six, eight, ten years ago. There was a kid that could throw with both hands. You know, left-hander come up, he throw, he throw left-handed against him. The right-hander come up, he throw right-handed against him. So I mean, there's you see some real unique people in the big leagues. 
to get there. You know, it takes a, a talent and, and a Tony has a talent that no one else has ever had. Yeah, I mean, it's just, they're, they're saying Babe that Ruth's Otani, the closest to it. Exactly. They're saying like, Otani is, they said that he should be the MVO, MVP over Aaron judge. I mean, uh, it, it's right. Right. Because of what he does. But on the other hand, Aaron judge had a lot to do with the Yankees success and the Yankees are in the playoffs and Otani's at home watching you know, it's it's uh, it's hard as a player. You know, guys can have phenomenal seasons on losing teams where there's no pressure. Where a Judge, what he did, in, you know, in, in New York City to hit 62 home runs to go through what he went through. You know, and I I have a feeling it's kind of a um, hangover now in the playoffs because he hasn't got a hit yet. He struck out. Uh, seven or eight times in his last ten at bats, I and mean, you know he's he's really struggling. Yeah, uh, trying probably to do too much right now. But see, Mike works for the you know, be- he works for the Angels. Okay, Mike, let me tell me what what's the, what's the buzz going on at the Angels Stadium about Otani? What, what do they say over there about Trout and Otani? Like, it's not a team, is it? It's a team. I mean, there's just a lot going on because we're selling the team, and then. Uh, <laughs> well, Okay, we're selling the team. That's fine, but it's not a team atmosphere. It's hard to say. I'm not. I'm not near the clubhouse. I don't. Work, I work at the radio station, so I, it's very. Uh, they're very. It's like a completely different world over there. We we're not. We don't get access to that. So I, I couldn't tell you what it what you, is. You know, the, I know. I know they're know frustrated. The, they're frustrated with the upstairs management. Okay. Well, That's the biggest baby. problem right now. Uh, but I know that because I think Artie should leave the Angels. I mean, Artie doesn't. Look, I, this is my opinion, Warren. This is my opinion only, Trevor's. Right. That I think he's like he's a horrible man. He's a horrible baseball man, and he owned the team and he made a lot of money. But I wish they would get somebody right. like Bill Veck in there, or somebody like that that like actually cared about the baseball. You know what? And I don't know. I don't know if that that exists anymore. What do you think? Well, something definitely happened in that clubhouse, without question, because they were they started off well. They were eight or ten games over five hundred, and then all of a sudden lost, you know, fifteen out of seventeen games or whatever it was, twenty three out of twenty five. And Madden lost his job. He must have lost control of the clubhouse. Something something happened because with the amount of talent that team has, mm-hmm. there's no way they should be under five hundred. Exactly. You know, they should have been right in the thick of the race with the Astros and the Mariners. Without question, with and the talent that they long, have, I think like like as long as they're signing my paycheck, you know what? Then nobody's gonna like make any any waves. Is that right? Huh? Right, right. Yeah, I'm just yeah. Being I mean, honest. the objects go out there and play hard every day. <laughs> you know, and and go down fighting, and whatever happens, happens. But you play remember, as hard as you can every day. You remember a guy named you know, uh, Lyman Lyman Bostock? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We're and, shot in in Gary, Indiana. Yeah, I mean, in uh, nineteen seventy seven or eight. Yeah, I was a kid, and I I, I went to nineteen seventy seventy eight, I think it was, and he signed my baseball card. And he goes, Trevor, you sit down in your chair, and I'll sign it. When he was at the rail, he was like talking to some hot chick or something. And he goes, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll like talk, I'll like sign it. And then the next week, that's what happened. And uh, uh. but Frank Tanan is another. <laughs> I don't want to get into all that. But you know what? But Warren, you were young. I understand you had these urges and everything. But, you know, like right. Frank Tanana, 
Frank Tanana is a cool guy. He'll like sign anything for you. He's he's a cool man. And and uh, at what point do you decide? You know what? I'm no longer a baseball player. I'm like a representative of this human human race. Well, yeah. I mean, as soon as you, as soon as you get released, <laughs> you're you're back in the yeah, you're back in the in the crowd. You know, and I I was always a baseball fan. I was a baseball fan since I was a little kid. So I mean, it didn't change. I enjoyed playing. I loved playing, but it didn't change my mentality as far as the game. I, I, my approach to the game was still, I'm still a fan of the game. I still love the game regardless if I'm playing or not. And then when I retired, I had friends that are still playing that I followed, you know, and it was more following my friends than it was uh, watching teams. But Warren, I want to ask you this question is Trevor. Do you, do you like still hold these like kids that are making these millions in high regard? Oh sure, yeah. You I mean, do? They're, because, they're phenomenal. Because, because they signed no, because they signed that check, or because of their talent. Oh, because of the talent. You know, I I didn't. I never played for the money. I played because it was fun to play against the best players in the world. That was the the object. I think a little of that's gone. The the, the amount of money these guys are making kind of. Uh, shades that you know and it, it kind of puts it gets it out of perspective a little bit but i think you know if you to a man the, the biggest thing out there is they're competing against each other and that's that's the fun of the game would, would war, against would, the exactly but would warren brewster's at like making like 10 million a year be the same warren brewster he is now oh sure yeah without question it wouldn't matter I couldn't wait to get to the ballpark every day. I, no, I'd no, I, I mean, like, I mean, like being available. I mean, like, like I see Kurt. Bavacqua. Oh yeah, I see Kurt Bavacqua. He's like doing his own thing, and you know, mm-hmm. and and yeah. they're like doing their thing around. In like, uh, Billy Samples, my friend, and he's trying to make a movie, but they don't need any money to like try to be something else. I mean, they it's like it's all like right. handed to him on a silver platter, and it, it stinks. I don't, I don't like it. Right. Right. Yeah, but it's you know, it, but it takes uh, you know some of these kids have gone through a lot to get to where they've gotten. You know, the, the you know ten percent of the guys just have natural talent. They're, they're going to play there. The yeah. other ninety percent had to work their tails off. Yeah, to get but you're, there you're the you're the coach. But see, you're the coach. But you look, you had natural talent when you were young, and like remember that guy? Right. Uh, remember the guy? Uh, oh, he's from the Orioles. Uh, Doll. It started with the D. Was he became an alcoholic, but whatever. But the point is, he had like the... Oh, the, Dembrowski. The, yeah, Dembrowski, is that it? Dembrowski, the pitcher that threw 100 miles an hour. Exactly, and he was, living under, he was living under a bridge. And, but right, that right, doesn't, That right. doesn't happen today. No, no, and it shouldn't. Well, J.R. Richard was the same way. That happened to J.R. Richard. Man, that guy was nasty, J.R. Richard. And when he oh, played that, he was. Yeah, I mean that's we won the World Series in 1980. We beat Houston in the playoffs. Well, he went down with a stroke in the middle of the year. Yeah. If he'd have been in the playoffs, we wouldn't have had a chance. <laughs> There's no question Houston had a better team. If if he's healthy and playing, you know, we didn't have the pitching to compete with. Nolan Ryan, and you're seeing Ryan one day, and you're seeing J.R. Richardson next. I don't know. I don't I would put uh, J.R. Richard up against Nolan Ryan any day. I mean. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, to face them back-to-back as an offensive team, you're, you're, <laughs> you're not going to have two good, very good, two good nights right in a row right there. 
And who told me this? You know, Nicky Page. It was Daryl. Joe who threw a hard knuckleball. Yeah, it was Daryl Evans. I said, you know who's on your rookie card? He goes, yeah. And he gave him McQueen and, and the other guy, I forgot, whatever. And he goes, but they didn't have the luck I had that I, I was healthy. And it's like, right. I, guess, I guess the health, you know, they hurt themselves early. And right. Bruce, Bruce, right. Suter, Bruce Suter didn't, like, hurt himself. And it really, really makes me sad that nobody knows who he was. I mean, in a sense, I mean, in the baseball world, you know. Right, right. Right, but the players that played, I mean, you know, and the, and the towns that he played in, Chicago and and uh, St. Louis, you know, he's very well received and, and very well remembered. I know that he's well remembered in St. Louis because they won a World Series with him in 1982. Yeah. And he was, a, he was an integral part of that World know. Series win. Well, is Pete Rose a Hall of Famer? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I have to ask that. Yeah. I okay. Mean, well, I tell people that I, I, I told somebody I, I was, um, we have a new coach that was, that's coaching with us today or the, this year at the college. And he's a young guy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we rode, we had a road game yesterday and he and I rode together and we talked baseball for a couple hours. And I told him, you know, baseball, the hall of fame base, we got to talking about the hall of fame. And I said, well, look, I look at it this way. The all-time hit leader is not in the Hall of Fame. The all-time home run leader is not in the Hall of Fame. And Roger Clemens won seven Cy Youngs, and he's not in the Hall of Fame. You know, what's that say about the Hall of Fame? You know, what is the Hall of Fame? If the three top players that ever played are not in it, you know, what's that say about either the people that are electing them or or, or the game itself? No, there's there's something wrong, man. It's it's about like the the money and uh, you know like it, it's all about this political correctness stuff and and they're they're, they're right. still they're still right. the Indians they're not the Guardians. I mean that's that's what we're right. trying to say. You know right. what I mean? And that's the way I yeah. run my show. And and if you don't like it, if people don't like what I'm saying, you know what? I don't want to go forward like being like this politically correct guy. I mean it's it's horrible. Right. And uh, and I. Well, would, happened in my hometown i went i went to a middle school that was we were the warriors then i went to high school and we were the indians and then i went to junior college and we were the chiefs it was a progression and you were a family it had nothing to do with the what you know with the indians it was we were a family and we were proud to be indians you know it was and the people just that that you know that voted it down and now that now this uh, mascot's a grizzly a grizzly bear, you know, they just then the people that voted it down just didn't get it. They, you know, that's the way I feel about it. It just, it was, it was, we were a family that had, it was a family thing. It didn't have anything to do. We weren't, you know, mimicking or saying, saying anything bad about anybody. It just, it made us feel like we were a family. Warren, Warren, uh, Mike, the engineer, are you there? Hello, Mike. Oh, he's he's listening, but he he's into hockey. <laughs> he's into hockey, right? And I'm here. I'm right. here. Sorry, I had I mute. I didn't want to be rude. No, that's okay. I want you on here because, like, remember that slapstick? Remember that movie? Was that was that the name of the movie with like? Huh? Great movie. It's a great movie. Which one? Yeah, slapstick. Slapshot. 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 Yeah, slapshot. Yeah. But anyway, but anyways, Mike's into hockey. And like you know, like all the fights that used mm-hmm. to start and everything in hockey back when we were young, and and like it's like now it's like nobody can fight, nobody can do anything. It's like what do they do? It's like, 
It's horrible. Well, well, it used to be that you go to a game and <laughs> and fight. They fought more than they played hockey in the game. It was the, the hockey game broke out halfway through the night. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's I like what they do. I mean, they let them fight. If they get in a fight, they let them fight until one guy goes to the ice. And uh, so, I mean, they let them go. But that third guy, you can't be, you know, I can't two on one or do any of that. So it's one on one, you know. And if they want to go at it, they let them go at it. Yeah, but I. I never understood hockey, but but the thing is, I just uh, I don't want to get into all that. But but see, Mike Mike's like uh, he works for the uh, the Ducks and he works for the Angels, so right? I don't know. Well, what about the Angels and the Mariners this year? They had a, a bench clearing brawl um, earlier this year. Did you remember that? Yeah, there's there's a lot of brawls. They, I mean, there they seemed like there were a lot of them this year, more than more than usual. And and usually it's just one guy yelling at the other guy, and then the bench, then the bullpen's empty, and everybody comes running out on the field, and they they yell at each other. You know, it's just very seldom anything really becomes of it. Is it and there's a- guys that don't like each other. I mean, and it. If you play for Boston, you hate the Yankees. If you play for the Yankees, you hate Boston. I mean, it's just it's that simple. Giants, Dodgers, Cardinals, Cubs. Then you know, there's there's just there's rivalries like that. Okay, and, okay. And all now, that. now I got you on the phone. What do you think about Ryan and Ventura? Oh, that was hilarious. He's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what is what is wrong with Robin Ventura to think he's going to go out and? Play? And, and do anything to rock to Nolan Ryan. That, that was, was that was hilarious. It's, it's beautiful. It's, yeah, I mean, it took Nolan Ryan two seconds to have him in a headlock. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever get like a bench clearing brawl with like like somebody come after you? Oh no, not after me. No, no, no but they did. Uh, they they screamed at me. Uh, I was pitching for the uh, White Sox. Yeah, and we were playing the. And the White Sox and the Angels always had something going on. And um, I came in at the end of the eighth inning, and Tony LaRusso and Jerry Kuzma met me at the top step and said, Bobby Gritch is a third hitter drilling. I said, okay. <laughs> Man, well, you, you knew your role. And the first you, you knew your role. Yeah, and the first pitch, uh, the first pitch I, was, I stood about 10 feet behind him. <laughs> <laughs> You step in, you just and then I, mm-hmm. yeah, and then I nailed him with the next pitch, and then all the guy, all the angels came up on the top step of their dugout, and they were all screaming at me and yelling and stuff, but nothing became of it. Yeah, well, I, I think after I saw all those clips on Bruce Suter, I think he was a good person, and you like you like played with them and worked with them, and um, and I don't even think any of you relievers are menacing. I don't. I really think that you're all nice people, even but you act like it. You act like you're menacing. Right. Well, you have to. You you have to. I, I that's what I tell people. As soon as I walked across the white lines, I was a totally different person. You know, I came back across the white lines. I get back to my normal self. You know? Did, but you you gotta have that persona when you're on the mound that you're not going to give in or not give you know give give an inch. Did the fan with the fans cheer like, when you were, like coming out of the bullpen? Did that ever like rattle you? No, no, I didn't hear it. Majority of the time, I when I played in Philadelphia, we had times where there were sixty thousand people there, and you don't have a clue that there's one person there. You're so in tuned, you're, you're so in tuned. And, and the biggest thing, 
that keeps you in tunes. If you if you let up one bit, that ball is liable to come back at you at your head at about 110 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. So it, it kind of that for me it kept me you know because I get drilled line drives all the time. I mean you get hit from time to time, yeah. but I always felt that I had a good enough reaction that I could cover my face that I was in in uh, in my delivery where I wasn't falling off balance. Well, Mike said, so Mike said, Mike said we're gonna, we're gonna, well, this is going to be the tribute to Bruce Suter's show with Warren Brewster. And and what would you say in the in the uh, well the ending comments about Bruce Suter? What would you say? Well, he he was he revolutionized the game without question. You know, I mean, he did things that no one had ever done before with the split finger fastball, and had great success with it, and was just a dominant pitcher in his era. You know, Hall of Fame without question, well deserved. Although he was, I believe it took five five years for five times the fifth time on the ballot before he was elected. But he was he revolutionized the game. You know, and that's when Roger Craig, Mike Rourke taught him, and then Roger Craig taught continued it and started teaching. And everybody in baseball learned it. You know, now it's now that it, and and. Baseball goes through fads and, and things. Now the big thing is the uh, cut fastball. Everybody throws a little cutter that just moves about six, eight inches and just off the barrel of the bat. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's, there's always different things and who came up with that. Mariano Rivera was the one that perfected it to the best, you know, and that's what Suter did with the, the split finger, you know, and he, he revolutionized the game. You know, he was somebody that I really, you know, idolized and, you see a, a lot of interesting people in the game, and he was—he was one of them. That's for sure. He was—he was a great man. Yeah, and you know what? I still have like a thousand Warren Brewster cards, but only have one Bruce Sutter <laughs> card. <laughs> you know what? Too bad. <laughs> no, go on. The, the thing is, the thing is, you know what? We need to put Warren Brewster in the Hall of Fame too. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mike, Mike the engineer, just say hi to Ward. Say, and that—that—that's the interview. I, I want to put Mike. You gonna put that up? Okay. Can you do? Yeah, it? I'll post it. Yeah, and we're gonna put Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. Warren Brewster says so. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, I just saw Pete a couple months ago. We yeah. uh, we had a reunion for uh, our 40th reunion that they had this year for our 1980 team. So we, it was fun to see a lot of people that I hadn't seen in a while. Yeah. And he was one of I hadn't seen him in probably six, eight years. Yeah, he, he's a good guy. And, and he know, you know, Pete, Rose, Pete Rose knows everything about every player he ever hit against or pitched against. Or oh, played yeah. With. Oh, he, I mean, he knows yeah. your name. He just, like, walk across you. He goes, hey, I know. He goes, he's your name. He knows everything. Tim Flannery. He knows Tim Flannery's name. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that nuts? Ken Flannery was one of the best third base coaches to ever be a third base coach <laughs> when he was here with the Yeah. Anyway. Hey, Warren, thank you for calling in. And just, and just like, uh, and like, and you know what? Yeah. And when you, when I, we're, we're going to post this at the Brute Suter fan club and see what they think. What do you think? Yeah. yeah. We got to do great that. Great idea. All right. Yeah. Take care. Take care I buddy. agree 100%. All right. Take care. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, you too. Bye. Good night.